Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Vice. I watched the second half of Vice. And this is is the the other half. half. All right, so let's talk about this movie, Vice. This is an interesting movie. This is not like any other movie we saw. Watch out, guys. We might get political Uh-oh. watch out guys you say this isn't like any other movie we saw but so far every best picture nominee we've seen has been based on a true story yes <laughs> you're right every single and you know one. what are all of all of them except for one i think are actually oh is that right yeah which one i'm not gonna tell you because that's for the audience no i will oh, say here's okay. another here's another great article i ran or saw this morning. You ran it? I ran it. Get it out! It's on the presses. We gotta publish this. It said, here are the Oscar movies you could skip. Every single movie that we're watching. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say at the beginning of this? I've seen all the movies I need to to see what the best picture nominations are. Oh, well, they also had uh, Isle of Dogs on there, which we're not watching because we both We already saw that. When it came out. Yeah, when it came out, and I forgot it came out. That's how bad it was. Yeah, uh, I, I, I tried to defend it too at the time. Here's was... the here's the thing about this movie: is it actually? I think it's gonna win. I think it's gonna win uh, best uh, movie to get a fucking headache in. Because Jesus fucking Christ, I hated how this movie looked. I hated how it was shot. I hated every moment I was in that fucking theater wow. except for like two. The wow. whole time, I I had like I had the biggest headache walking out. I I've so, never so yeah. who's the, who's the writer and director of this movie? Adam McKay, McKay, the famous comedic director of such films as Step Brothers <laughs> and The Big Anchor Short, Man. and The Big Short. Yeah, The Big Short is the other movie. And I was telling this to Fallon when I got home because I was just fucking raging and like sick. I was telling her like <laughs> <laughs> this movie made you ill. It made me give you a heart attack. Ill. Oh, did you know that Adam McKay got a heart attack while uh, <laughs> editing this movie? Oh I would, too, if I was looking at what I had shot and going, oh, God, I had just gotten an award <laughs> for a movie, and now I'm putting out this new one. I just made I just made Christian Bale gain 300 pounds, <laughs> and now I have one of the worst films ever made in the can, and I have to release it? What am I going to do? Oh, I my God, Mike. I didn't, I didn't hate this movie as much as you did. I, there were definitely it was parts because I was the end. That's, I think, what the problem was. Is like You watched the beginning. You were probably able to see like oh oh dick cheney see him growing up see him with hair you know <laughs> i don't know shit you probably didn't know but guess what i fucking lived through most of this movie god damn it yeah and it's like fuck like could you found could you found a more like confounding way to tell this goddamn story jesus christ without us giving a shit about anybody well i think fucking hell i think that's the thing though it's like I feel like, yeah, you're right. That, the thing about not giving a shit about anybody is I was definitely by the, at the beginning of the movie, I didn't care about anyone. Uh. But then as I watched, I actually did start to understand a lot where the people were coming from. I think that's the thing is you're missing that mm. key beginning. And so I understand that. That is possible. That I will agree with you though. The directing this movie, kill me. Like I, I hate it. It's I so, hate. It, there were moments where I was like, okay, this is fine. Mm-hmm. This is great. And then it, it was like a record scratch. It was like, yes. what? Yes. All right. Now I'm going to do some, pretentious ass bullshit that isn't even that like smart or no, clever it's no. just like edit 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 edit, edit. yeah do and we have any archival footage of <laughs> shitty television from the time let's pull that up there. there i want you to feel like you're in a place but also by making you feel like you're in a place remove you from my current movie and here's the goddamn thing too i was a vocal hater of the big short when it was nominated and it and he won too right didn't he win like best director best or best writer, writer or something, or something? Yeah. and it's like i was fucking i was telling family when i got home I was like, 
You know what? This is what happens when you reward someone for doing a bad job. They don't go like, oh, maybe I should like learn the craft and like best adapted screenplay. There we go. Yeah. And I'm sure he's going to get it for this fucking too, because this is an awful, awful system that we just like award people for doing the uh, the movie of like, because this is the thing, right? People who watch this movie and they're like, I fucking hate Dick Cheney. Here's a movie demonizing him. Let's just like give it all these fucking awards. I don't give a shit. And it's like. Fuck that! There's way better adapted <laughs> screenplays out there. There's better movies out there There's about the current look at, time. Look at all of these other movies that are based off true events that you could just Jesus give them. Jesus fucking Christ! And here's the other thing: this movie, I, we've said it on every podcast. I think we need to stop talking about it. It is not the most historically accurate film ever, goddamn well, okay. made. So here's the thing: at yeah. the beginning of this movie, at least they own up to it because at the very beginning it says, "This is these event. This is based off a true story." But Dick Cheney is the most secretive person in the entire, like, one of the most secretive leaders to ever lived. But we did our fucking best. Uh-huh. And that's it. So there's there's even moments where the narrator stops and is right. like, this is a part I don't know. Jesse Plemons, Maybe the narrator. Jesse Plemons. Yes. Glad he's got work. Good old. Uh, I love Jesse Plemons. He's great. Him and uh, uh, Mahershala Ali, the guy yeah, from uh, Green Book. Two of my favorite actors right now. Yeah. Like they are, I feel like they came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And, and they everything have, I see them in, they elevate. They have like little roles. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, sometimes they have the tiniest. Sometimes, sometimes they have the leading. But they, but they always make a good They're always impression. Good. Yeah. I remember when we saw little Jesse Plemons in Like Mike. Look at where he's gone now. I know. <laughs> he went to Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And then he went to Breaking Bad. And then he was in Game Night. He was great in that. And he was in. This um, is the thing about Jesse Plemons. Sorry, we're going to say Fargo. So yeah, Fargo season, season two. Do you know he married uh, Kristen Dunst? He's married yeah, to her. In that's real life. crazy. Isn't that awesome? Good for him. Good for them. I don't know. You know what? I want to talk about everything but this goddamn movie. And I, oh, I'm so angry. And I'm angry because there's like bits I really like. There are bits in this movie that I'm so are, in love with. You know what I almost. love? I love Christian Bale in this movie. He Holy is Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Especially watching, like, here's the thing, is they do a lot of time jumps, right? Oh, yeah. So, first off, let me, let me preface this. I didn't know what this movie was about. When I heard Vice, what are you talking about? when I heard the, no, I didn't know. You didn't see the trailer for this. I never saw a trailer. So are you I, serious? So I heard Mike going, "I really want to see Vice." I'm like, "That sounds like inherent Vice." I bet it's like some '80s like like drug infused like cop oh, movie. Yeah. Cop movie. Yeah. No, it's about Vice President. <laughs> but <laughs> how chain. great is that? Okay, that's the other thing. How great is that title? Vice. It's good. It's a good double meaning. It's a great pun. It's nice and subtle too. It's a good title. I love it. So, I love that t- that title. But the thing is, is they go through so many different timelines. Mm-hmm. And I honestly did not know old Dick Cheney was played by Christian Bale the whole time. Really? I did you thought not. it was another actor. I thought it was someone else. Because yeah. they cut to a young uh, Dick Cheney. He looks just like Christian Bale. Oh, but yeah. like he has those mannerisms mm. that you see with like kind of the, the, the eyebrows eyes, and the eyes. The way he like moves his the mouth. The way he moves his mouth. I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is like. It's insane. It's because the thing about like uh, Gary Oldman last year in. Um, uh, darkest wa- hour darkest hour i was gonna say there will be darkness <laughs> which made no sense um i invade your <laughs> beaches <laughs> i beach it up send everywhere I beach it up um he he goes through like different phases in his life so it's not like you can like you just said like oh he transformed him because of the amazing makeup job it's mm-hmm. like no you see him even as a young dick cheney yeah 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 
which I think he had de-aging makeup on. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, he gets yeah. in, like, normal, and he's, like, you know, the Plus, he gained age. weight for this movie. And like, then he gained, like, weight. a lot, like, a lot of weight. Yeah, he's I mean, that's, gut. That, that's, you know, that's Christian Bale's MO. <laughs> totally. Doing that. But every other actor, including a Mr. Gary Oldman, would just be like, ah, put fucking prosthetics on Yeah, me. yeah, that's true. But it's, like, the way he moves physically, the yeah. way his mouth moves. The way his, like, neck skin, like, yeah. rolls up. That shit just, can't really happen if no. you, like, you have to, like, be, like, really attentive. There is definitely one time where I was like, he has, like, a big belly at this moment, and but his skin was convinced enough like he gained mm. enough weight that the skin was convincing enough i was like mm. okay like it, it, it's just crazy to if me. he's in shadow or in silhouette he it looks straight up like Dick oh Cheney. yeah like i mean not even in silhouette if there's one moment where uh there he's just lit like from the side and just his half of his face is mm-hmm. lit and i'm like holy fucking shit like that is straight up dick cheney yeah that like, is insane he, like he just disappears into that role yeah. like completely which is crazy yeah 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 um but anyway, should we He's, talk about like the, the plot of this movie? We know the plot of this movie. Well, I, Let's talk about how the movie is put together. That's, no, no, no. You don't know the beginning. Do you know the beginnings where Dick Cheney came from? Uh, he was probably fucking made in a goddamn lab by Goebbels or some bullshit. No, man. <laughs> no way, dude. It was way crazier than that. Oh, crazier than being made in a lab by a Nazi scientist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. He was made in our bone backyard. Oh, no. <laughs> He's a real American. Yeah, fighting for the rights of every man. Yeah. <laughs> getting, a drunk, getting a DUI right away. Oh. That's how it starts Here's off, Here's the baby. fucking thing about this movie, too. They just keep cutting the scenes in his life. Like, there's one shot of a car like driving back and forth yeah yeah that's, and i'm like that's what the, is that right. about well if you saw the first half of the movie you'd maybe know. i would have known but even then like there are parts of the movie where they're explaining like certain events and it cuts to like a scene that's like the person imagining it and it's like a full-blown scene mm-hmm. and it just is like the corniest shit like it just comes off so freaking blah like i can't think of a word for it because it's just it just feels phony you it, know yeah absolutely which is a shame does. because motherfucking christian bale gained like 300 and I, know, I, I know i keep saying 300 it's not 300 you get like 50 or something but like still it's impressive what's impressive the weight he's gained for yeah. this movie it like the so work he put into it yeah apparently he's had to do more i, I looked this up uh, he had to do more uh, preparation for this because adam mckay and holy shit you could fucking tell adam mckay loves doing improvising on his on oh his films. I, I can see that yeah and so he had to be like he had to be completely sure about like how he said things, the positions he was held on, because a lot of times Adam McKay just be like, just improvise. Like, here's the scene, just work on it. So he had to remember all of like Dick Cheney's Everything personality. Dick Cheney, and, like, like not just for. the way he said it, but the things he stood for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. across the board. And it's like, boy, you know, it'd been great if if you had fucking written a goddamn script, and then he wouldn't have to do that shit, and we wouldn't have to sit through it. We'll fix it in post. Oh, when I have a heart attack. It's so true. It's so obvious. He found this fucking movie in editing, and it's like. Jesus Christ! Did you? How are you getting nominated for best adapted screenplay? Like, is if this was a documentary, I'd be like, "This is messy." <laughs> if this was like, a if dr- this was a documentary, I could, I would be okay with it because you can only work with the but film even, that you have. But even then, it's messy. That's no, the thing. totally. But the fact that you had this written down. <laughs> this is true. Mike is speaking the audio, so now it's time for me to go into the movie plot. Go ahead. All right. Well, I'll make it short. Mine's pr- it's pretty. Concise. It's pretty fucking short. <laughs> <laughs> Starts off with him. It's two hours and it's, twelve minutes it long. Very long movie. Uh, starts with him drunk driving. He, he um, uh, they talk about him. They have a, the narrator. You don't know who it is. I just thought it was. The, 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 oh, who do you think it was? I just thought it was the director of the movie because I didn't know. Oh, you thought Adam McKay was? I thought was I mean, he was just doing his own thing. All right. And he gets this. He gets a, a call because nine eleven happens, and everyone else is panicking and freaking out. And he's like, so many other people in this room are feeling fear and uncertainty. Who was saying this? But the, the narrator. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But then Dick Cheney, he sees an opportunity. Mm. And I'm like, man, all these people look 
weird. <laughs> <laughs> they look not quite like everyone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I recognize Condoleezza Rice. She was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she and looked just like Condoleezza Rice. That was about it. <laughs> Mainly because I didn't. Did you re- see Colin Powell in your half? I didn't see Colin Powell. Ooh. Who do you think plays Colin Powell? Uh, Denzel Washington. Ooh, that's a pretty good guess. I don't know. It's a comedic actor. Uh, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I don't know. <laughs> Bomb him. Bomb a rack. I don't care. <laughs> I'm glad to be alive. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm Cole Powell. <laughs> I used to think Cole Powell is related to Baden Powell, who created the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Just let you know. <laughs> Which. Absolutely not true. Not not, 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 not even not close. Even close. <laughs> not even from the same country. I believe more that Colin Powell got like changed his last name so he could be like associated with the guy who made the Boy Scouts. Because <laughs> I'm like, when I'm learning about the Boy Scouts, I'm like 13 and yeah. Boy Scouts. And then all this and they're like, happening. oh, Baden Powell. I'm like, well, everyone's last name is related. Right. That's why Woody Allen's related to Tim Allen. So it makes sense. <laughs> I did actually legitimately ask my parents, is Woody Allen related to Tim Allen? And they were like, no. how do you know who Woody Allen is? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, he was hitting on me. What <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, related to Tim Allen. <laughs> All right. Um, God. Anyway. Where was I? Where were we? Okay, so we got... Um, so... Yeah, so he says the opportunity. Now cut back to him. Right. 1963. Mm-hmm. He went to Yale, but he had a drinking problem, so he got kicked out of Yale. Okay. Uh, cut to him being like a, a what they call a dirtbag, mm. you know, and he's on Which a- Which he will this, be for the rest this of his is life. Actually, this is actually kind of an interesting, um, an interesting view of him because that comes into play a little bit later on the movie. Not in your half, but my half. How would um, you know if it came to play in my half? Because it came to play at my half. Oh. That I'll explain in a bit. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Give me some time, Mike. I have to explain my half of the movie. What? What? (laughs) So he is working on telephone poles, uh, telephone lines, and with a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. And he's just working, you know, blue collar worker, doing the work. Okay. And someone falls. Mm-hmm. And you see them, and their leg is like broken in half, and he's Whoa. just like screaming in pain, and everyone just kind of, all the people just gather around him, and just no emotion, just kind of like, Ugh. and the foreman's like, "What? Get back to work! Here, give him five dollars, get him on his way." And this dude's leg is fucked, and he's just crying out in pain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very um, interesting way of looking at this because that will come into play later. I could just say it now. At one point, uh, Dick cares? Cheney has a heart attack uh-huh. in um, in kind of the uh, White House. Real- <laughs> I was like trying to think, what's that big thing? What's that it's not, big it's not house con- that's it's white? It's not the Congress building. It's the uh, <laughs> your first thing that came to your mind was not the White House, but the Congress, the Congress building. building. No, I don't know. Um, it's not the Pentagon. It's not the Congress building. What is it? Again? <laughs> the house is white. What is it called? <laughs> um, he has a heart attack there, but everyone comes to him immediately because he has what's called power now. Mm, and in hey, the beginning, he, uh, <laughs> and they showed at the beginning of this movie how he has no power uh, and how like this whole movie is basically. Dick Cheney's quest to get as much power as possible. It's almost like House of Cards condensed version, despite the being yeah, the <laughs> to get to California <laughs> to get the power glove. That's what that guy with his leg <laughs> broken was just going California. And everyone's like, give him five dollars, send him on his way to California, get him out of here. Um, right. So it's him. So it's basically like there will be blood. Kinda, and right. oh, in, in, in a weird way, yes. Mm. Um, with not nearly as good attention to editing, no, or detail, or, sh- or the way plot, it's shot, or 
anything. anything. <laughs> maybe, maybe acting. Uh, From like maybe. two or three people. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so he then goes to work, goes drinks a lot, and drives home. And then mm-hmm. this is where he actually gets his drunk driving charge. Okay. His wife bails him out. His wife is Lynn. She is really smart. She went to um. Uh, a bunch of like Ivy League schools, and she still is in college. Wow, what She's an really smart. interesting character. I want to learn more about this character. She's played by the great Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah, She's who I wearing... also didn't recognize because she fell into a role. Right. Yeah. Apparently, she was uh, in character the entire time on set. I want to learn more about Dick Cheney's wife. Tell me more about her. Okay. There's quite a lot, actually. Do it, baby. Because <laughs> I barely saw her in my ass. Well, um, she just has like this full on like, listen, I've seen my mom go through this i'm not having someone who comes home and is drunk and yells at me i'm not going through this again i there's plenty of people i know teachers students who will just go and date me but i'm stuck with you and you better shape your shit up right now or i'm out of here are they already married they're i think they're dating they're like they're you're but, stuck with me well she we're he, dating he's like moved into her parents house because there's a point where her mom comes Kick out, out of your like, parents house. i know but it's like <laughs> moving in is a little bit more serious than just your like parents I, I guess he's on he's on another person's territory the point is, is he's giving him a second chance and oh, okay like yeah and she could kick him out at any time right and uh <laughs> but she's stuck with him but she says <laughs> you get one more chance yeah. and she says i won't disappoint you again mm-hmm. cut he gets an internship at the white house mm. um doing the white house doing? internship program he is looking he's just trying to find someone to talk to and then out comes donald rumsfeld whoa played by, by a who Steve Carell. My favorite. I love Steve Carell. <laughs> Who doesn't? He's he, so good. He's so good in almost everything I've seen him in. Almost. <laughs> Except what? This. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he definitely does not fall into his role. He does not disappear else. into no. the character. In my, uh, I, I agree. I, I agree with that. Like yeah. He's he's fine. He mm-hmm. does a serviceable job. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. especially when you're comparing standing next to Amy Adams yeah. and uh, Christian Bale. It's just, I'm sorry, It's buddy. very hard. It's very, very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he comes out and he's just like, this in- this internship program, it sucks. And the narrator's like, you know, everyone else uses their, wields their um, power of the White House like an axe. Mm. But Donald Rumsfeld, he uses a knife and he'll just cut anyone who gets in his way down. Mm. Well, so he's, so um, Dick Cheney's you- like, I want to work for him. I want to work for him because... He has no political affiliation. He's like, some guy walks up and is like, I want to be Democrat. You got to be Republican because we're splitting up halfway, like split in half. And he's like, that's fine. Who's him? Yeah, he's a Republican. Okay, I want to be with his party. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. He has he, no actual alliance here. No, but it's interesting that he decides his alliance by who seems to hold the most amount of power. Right. Um, which is just like he doesn't care yeah. about anything else he's just like i want the power i think i mean i think that's why he'll be very successful in this country exactly <laughs> so he works under don rumsfeld and eventually he hires him yeah and he uh, hires donald rumsfeld to no do what? no donald rumsfeld hires dick cheney oh i apologize excuse me for not explaining it properly sorry but so he gets his first desk and it's his got, first desk it's got no windows yeah. and no it, doors no doors <laughs> so he hangs himself challenge. to get out of there yeah there you go <laughs> um, but they're like, don't worry, you don't need windows anyway because a bunch of hippies are just flipping off Nixon because Nixon's in presence. Right. You know? um, he's like, that's cool. And he sits at his desk. And this moment came over me, which has absolutely nothing to do with this movie. But like, why did they have desks back in the day? Like, this is a weird... Okay. So in our office jobs, we go to our desk and we work on computers. Right. 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 To connect to each other, to communicate, to do our work. And then you got... 
what did you do at your desk when you didn't have a computer? Think about it, Mike. What would you do at your desk if you didn't have a computer? File papers. What is filing a paper? It's writing something down on a piece of paper and then putting it into a thing. Uh-huh. That's yeah. it? Yeah. Well, he had no papers, so what was he doing there with his desk? <laughs> okay. So the question you're really qu- the question asking, the question you're really asking here is what is this character, this movie doing with the desk? Not what are people doing no, no, with no. desks? No, no, no. I want to know, past. like, is it just filling out papers? That's it? It's filling papers out. It's it's a place to keep your documents. It's a place to meet people. Okay. You know, okay. it's also it's uh, it's very obviously also what why do people wear ties? I mean, that's what businesses people do. That's exactly right. Same thing with desks. A, deck, a desk is a, is, a, is a position of status. That's the mm. whole thing. It's a, it's a place that you can keep things. If you don't have a desk, you can get rid of easily. That's the whole reason people don't have desks or they have like desks that aren't really theirs. If you have a desk, it's much harder to get you out of there. Well, that's a good point. There you go. You've answered it well, but I'm just sitting there looking at it. I'm like, man, this guy looks so bored. Like, how, you don't get on your phone. It's just a weird, like, thing. Mainly because my phone died. Oh, so I'll let you know. I wrote all my notes down afterwards because I didn't have my phone. It was oh, too okay. dark to write on a piece of paper. How'd you write them afterwards? Um, I just went from back from memory. My compu- from memory. A problem. I, I, think, I think I got it pretty good. Oh, okay. I, think, I think because I, I actually did not write it during it, I think it's a little more clear notes. Like, only the things that matter surfaced. I'm excited we'll to find see how out. this turns out. Um, <laughs> So anyway, but it was just a weird thought about like, man, why did people have desks? Why did people have desks back in the day? They didn't have a computer to put something exactly. On. Like I think about it now, and it's just like we just use our computer for everything. Anyway. Here's my here's my thing, you yeah. know, because like at some point, someone brought a computer into a workplace, and they're like, where are we gonna put this computer? Should we get a separate desk? And they're like, no, no, listen to me here. And he's like, what? And he goes, the other guy goes, we're gonna put that computer on the desk that we already have here. Oh, shit. And, and they're like, that's crazy talk. We use that desk for things. And he goes, no, no, we'll use the, we'll do those things on the computer that's on the desk. See, I don't I don't I don't think people do things on on desks. And I think filing paperwork, I think it's just something that people just say when they want to sound busy. I think it's bullshit. Just because you've never filed paperwork doesn't mean that I'm no one's sh- ever filed paperwork. I'm pretty sure it's a fact that before computers existed, nobody did paperwork. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking how else would they file things if it wasn't on paper? I guess that is a good point. <laughs> my what? point is... <laughs> my point is... Why did they have filing cabinets if there wasn't any people to file? Because they didn't have hard drives. Well, then what were they doing? I don't how, know. How did they get the paper that was filed into the filing cabinet? They had a desk to, to write everything down onto the paper to put into the filing cabinet. But what goes on that paper? Uh, information like uh, what kind of information who is this person is it How spreadsheets it could be spreadsheets it could be it could be contracts. spreadsheets exist not in excel <laughs> i just i don't know it's weird it's just weird to me this is amazing it's a weird <laughs> thought that i just never I, really like sat and thought about i am 100 percent pulling this out of my ass like i i mean i didn't i've never worked in a workplace without a computer i mean all the, you know what all your answers completely reasonable make sense <laughs> i'm being honest i just for some reason i just can't wrap my head around it <laughs> Like, like how do you keep track of all that shit? Uh, filing cabinets. <laughs> There's no search feature on a filing cabinet. That's crazy. Yeah, there is. You put little labels on top. But like, that's not a search. I put labels on my folders in my computer, and I still can't find anything. <laughs> anyway, enough of this. Yeah. I'm tired of talking about the weird analog system we used to live in. If you didn't have a desk, where would you put your, what are they called? The little, like, uh, round things that you put, have all your uh, uh, d- uh, c- cards on. Some days I, I feel like. I am that millennial. I was like, how did anyone get anything done? Like, I see people editing film on, like, actual film. Oh, God, I know. And I'm like, what the? F- how did people make anything? That's insane Like, to it me. just seems crazy. It seems like, like... The other day I was thinking, like, imagine, like, people's normal life. Like, if people had Twitter back in the day, they would constantly be up- uploading shit about, like, boy, 
I had a great time in my, in my one room schoolhouse. Yeah. And then I had to go home to my farm and kill a chicken. And that is just my day. And that was my whole and day. Everyone was like, I relate to you. Yeah. Because how else are you going to get a chicken? You want a farm, you got to kill it. That's everyone's yep. life. That was the way it was. I've never had to kill an animal in my entire goddamn life. Yeah. Except for a fish and shit. But like, I've never killed a chicken. <laughs> Why, why'd you have to kill this fish? I didn't have to, and I wanted to, because <laughs> I needed to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So, we got... Uh, <laughs> so, um, Rumsfeld's in the office. He's he's doing his paperwork. Um and uh, but he gets kicked out because he's crazy. He, he says things too much. <laughs> what are you talking about? He gets sent to a shit detail as an ambassador, so he goes to, like Holland or some shit. Oh, I don't remember. Sounds good to me. Um and um, and Cheney's like, "Fuck, sorry, man." He's like, <laughs> "He's like, you can move over here." And he's like, "I'm not moving. I'll just do something else." So he does other things. Mm-hmm. But Nixon resigns. Oh, why did he resign? I don't know. I don't some, think it was some, a big deal. Some Cuban stuff. I don't know. So then, um, Cuban stuff. <laughs> Nixon resigned due to Cubans. Yeah, they broke into Watergate. <laughs> Am I not right? I feel like I'm right. What where are the Cubans in during all this? I thought they were I thought it was they hired the Cuban people to break into the oh, Watergate. Okay. The, the, the steal the so, stuff. <laughs> okay, whatever. I saw the post. <laughs> there were no Cubans in it, but I, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> there was a man that walked into the Watergate hotel and went, Hey, I'm gonna need some backup, and then looked directly at camera at the Watergate. <laughs> and then the movie ended. <laughs> it's true. Anyway. That's not exactly what happened, but anyway. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dick Cheney sees this as an opportunity. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, shit, let's get Rumsfeld back in business. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, Kurt shows up, and he's Kurt? fucking Jesse, he's Jesse Plemons' character, who's oh. like, how do I know all this about Dick Cheney? By the way, I'm the narrator. How do I know all this Dick Cheney? Well, I'm somewhat related to him. More on that later, and that's all it says. What that's, do you think he means by that? No idea. I thought he was maybe like an illegitimate kid. Oh man, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I want to. I want to see if you can guess what it is because yeah. it's actually the best part of the whole movie. Oh really? Yeah. I'll come to it later. All right. Uh, <laughs> so then, um, Rumsfeld comes back and becomes Secretary of Defense for General Ford and brings Cheney up to him with Chief of Staff, and he's the youngest Chief of Staff ever in power. Oh. Um, and then uh, eventually Ford leaves. He loses the election to Carter. And then becomes um, Dick Cheney becomes a representative of Wyoming, or, Yawn, try, or, or tries am I in history class? Is, tries to run for representative of Wyoming, but he's bad at it. Why? He does not get it because he's just uncharismatic as hell. <laughs> he's in. They see there's shots of him like trying to rally a crowd, and they just don't care. Uh, they yeah. just don't care at all. Yeah. So, turns out he has a heart attack, <laughs> and. The doctor's like, you can't be on the campaign trail. You got two weeks. He's like, we'll do our lead. And his wife, Lynn, is like, you know what? I will go ahead and run for you. So she goes and does all the rallies. Mm. And you see her, and she's super charismatic and good at all this. And um, yeah, so there you go. Okay. Uh, he wins, and you see a montage of him supporting a bunch of conservative politics, mm-hmm. such as like, should we ban like plastic guns? Nah, or stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> and then, That's the conservative policy you want to bring up. <laughs> so what I thought was weird, because I was like, I don't, is that a thing that happened? Oh, yeah, man. Pla- yeah. They used to sell guns to little boys the whole time. You ever see those old commercials? No, like plastic guns, right? Yeah. Plastic guns. You can still buy plastic guns. No, but they were like hyper realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think guns. that was the thing. Is yeah. they're like realistic, and he was just like, no, 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 for that. Yeah. And then like conservative against like uh, you know conservation acts and things like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
Um, and um, does it explain why he made those decisions? Is just because so has he just, now like so raised the mantle of no, being here's a conservative? The thing is, he goes back. This is an earlier scene I'm, I skipped over, but he talks to Donald Rumsfeld, and this is kind of in his early part when he's still an intern, mm-hmm. and he says, "So, um." What's our pol- what's our this obviously he's done never done politics before. Right. Not hundred percent sure how he even got this internship. I guess they're just taking I guess they're just It'd be taking, great at the movie, explain it to me. Well <laughs> he's a very secretive Mike. They couldn't get that oh, that's right. so I just left it out. <laughs> anyway. And Donald Rumsfeld just laughs in his face. It's like, our our beliefs? What are you talking about? And then he just goes to his room. Which means that <laughs> to <his> room. <laughs> office, whatever, to file paperwork. Whatever yeah, he does. Desk. Yeah, his quotes. In quotes. <laughs> his, Oh, quote unquote desk. I think that's just where <laughs> I think everyone at their desk is just doing what Spider Man does in that picture. Where jacking off. Jacking off. <laughs> that's the reason the desk is to made that way. It's like hide your dick. Right. Oh my God, that's so Because only men had office jobs. That's they all right. had to hide their dicks. That's right. They had to hide their dicks while jacking <laughs> off. Jacking off. <laughs> so I don't like this open office policy. You don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> as I am clearly jacking off in front of you, can't see my dick. <laughs> Micro movements, Mike. Micro movements. Micro aggressions. <laughs> <laughs> so then but that, that that paints a clear picture about like oh so is, is this he, movie saying that people who are conservative have no or they think that politicians who are conservative have the no. ones who really want to be successful in politics don't have belief they just do whatever will be the most successful okay that's kind of what it's saying oh, so that is why um he then becomes secretary of defense under george hw bush during the gulf war Mm. Which actually is a lot of they glaze over a lot of stuff during this. Point. Well, they have to. We're saying they're going the whole story. I know, and but the Gulf War, he did a lot of a lot of bad things, from what I've understood in the history books, not in this movie. <laughs> they don't, they kind of gloss over it. Yeah, because well, you they, know who writes the history books? Liberals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who did write history books. Dick Cheney. <laughs> You're right. Dick Cheney actually burned all the history books. That's right, because he's very secretive. <laughs> <laughs> What's this book say about me? <laughs> Put it in the fire. That's, oh my God, am I sitting just across the way from Dick this Cheney? Is my, this is my Christian Bale Dick Cheney impersonation. <laughs> um, hey, my daughter who I love so much, why did you leave school and get in a car accident? <laughs> oh, it's because you're gay? <laughs> That's okay, baby. I still love you. That or is, that does is, he? No, he does. He's actually very so. He's very supportive of his gay daughter. He is. Yeah. So his daughter comes out as gay after she does get in a car accident. And how did uh, those two? Was she found in a car accident with a woman or something? No, no. <laughs> she was very. I was in a car accident. No, guess she... what? I'm gay. So <laughs> <laughs> she's like, we can't have any more car accidents. No more gay people. No, in this no, country. no, no, no. <laughs> so uh, tell me, an me. No, he had this thing where it was basically. She she left school abruptly and just didn't care because she was broken up with by one of her girlfriends. Oh, and she came out. So she's yeah. I don't I don't know how true this part is, but whatever. The point you're whispering is if like it's a secret. It's a secret. She was with a girlfriend. She was with a girlfriend. (laughs) She was one of. Well, that's how that's how the uh, The Dick Cheney politics went on after that. She kind of just whispered it, but he was very supportive of her. Don't ask, don't tell. More so, more, more so than her um, mother. Her mother was like, oh, it's going to be very hard for you, which mm. is, I feel like, a very... It's all supportive, also just like, oh, it's the facts. Right. So then um, he has the option of running for president. Like they're, Dick they, Cheney? They, 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 Dick Cheney, yeah. So they did some preliminary polling. He was at the very bottom. No one wanted him. <laughs> like he doesn't he, have an opportunity. He's bad. He's bad at talking. He's yeah. not very charismatic. Not at all. Um, he's good at like... But what's weird, because earlier in the movie, he says he's very good at selling bullshit. Mm. Like, they have a scene where he is talking to uh, President Ford, and he's like, 
he, they do a makeup scene about how good he is at telling a thing. Right. And so he's like, what if we all, instead of doing this one thing, we all strip down naked and put little wigs on our dicks and we go outside and we get in a circle jerk and it'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Gerald Ford's like, yeah, that does sound like a good idea. And it's just like, there's that, that moment just seems so weird to me. It's like, they say it as a narrator, but then it's like, oh, I forgot we have to show it as well. Right. Like how, an example. But it's like, obviously it's not true. Obviously. Like, what's the point of showing that then? It's funny. Sure, all right. You know, Dick Cheney was really good at selling bullshit. That's why they called him Dick Lip. <laughs> you were sitting on that one. I was. <laughs> I was sitting on that dick lip, and I'm so glad it exploded out of me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Michael Trujillo. I apologize. (laughs) How dare you? This is a clean podcast. (laughs) Did you know that? We've gone 200 plus episodes, never joked that crass. Never. Never once. Never. That's such a crass thing. Anyway, tell me more about the life of Dick Cheney. (laughs) Uh, all right, so <laughs> listen to our Green Book episode if you want to get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, oh God, you you messed me all up. You messed I'm me all sorry. Up. So he, she's like, you know, Lynn is like, we can still run. Like, you can still run, and it'll be okay. We can get those numbers up. And he's like, well, you know, if I have to do that hard, they're gonna bring my daughter into it, and I don't want her to have to go through the scrutiny mm-hmm. of the public spotlight of being. Uh, the homosexual mm-hmm. and they're like all right fine so she crumples all the paper and he goes into the private sector and becomes the ceo of an oil company because that's what you do during clinton's time mm-hmm. and um so um he has a great private life it's a good time he hangs out and raises golden retrievers um he's got a lot of money he loves his daughter he has a great relationship with his whole family there, you know, he's not drinking as much anymore. That's he has great. a good, he has a good life, mm-hmm. and it's like, and that's the end of the movie, and then the credits roll, and then it's like, oh no, and then a phone call happens. Wait, really? Yeah, the credits actually do run. They're legit credits. They come up in the middle of the movie. Are you serious? I'm 100 percent serious. The credits actually do roll because Yikes. he had such a perfect like. If that ending happened, like like yeah, yeah. It, it was idealistic. Like yeah. he's like, oh, I'm not going to put my daughter under this much conservative scrutiny mm-hmm. for being gay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I love my family too much. I'm not going to enter this. So then he gets a, pre- a phone call from um, the Bush campaign, mm-hmm. and is that like a landscaping business? Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> He's going to the other private business. Uh, He's going to start landscaping lawns. The Bush private business. <laughs> the private bushes, yeah. if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. This isn't the 70s anymore. This is the Bush administration. <laughs> so then, Let me see that Bush unit. <laughs> My name is Dick Lip. <laughs> They're going hard with these dick jokes. It's easy. I know. It's so easy. It's, I'm trying to avoid it them. It is a vice of ours. Oh, God. <laughs> It's inherent in our being. <laughs> so then, um, <laughs> so then we got. Uh, he's like, I don't know if I'll take this call. It's like the movie. L- Lynn says, like, being a vice president sucks. You said it yourself. Like, mm-hmm. it's a job that just waits for the president to die. Like, that's it. That's right. all you do. He's like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk to him. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give him a meeting. So he goes in, and there's all these fishing metaphors because he loves fishing. Yes. And uh, he's like, he goes and has a meeting. And talks to George W. Bush, who is played by Sam Rockwell. He's up for an award for this movie, you know? He does a pretty good job, honestly. At first, I thought he was kind of like, he looks a little bit too scrawny and kind of like his face isn't as wide You know enough. what bothered me? Is they didn't push his ears out. 
Yeah, he did have like normal ears. Yeah, and it's like if there's one thing I know about from every single George W. Bush caricature. His ears were wide and big and shaped his face. Obama's ears are also kind of big too. That's true. Oh my god, ear conspiracy. Oh, ear conspiracy. Have you seen the back of a dollar bill? There's a triangle, there's a pyramid <laughs> with an ear on top. <laughs> And it says, the government's always listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so then, um, uh-huh. what else happens? So he meets up with George W. Bush. Yeah, so he meets up with George W. Bush, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm more good. George W. Bush, obviously a party guy, doesn't know much about what he's doing. I and, saw W. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Dick Cheney notices this and is like, hey, I know, in his head, he's thinking he wants to impress his father a lot. He wants to do everything. So. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll be he offers him vice president. And he's like, I don't know if I can do that. I'll I'll do a committee. I'll I'll be on the committee to work for vice president for you. Mm-hmm. And then he goes home and Lynn talks to him. He's like, So how'd it go? And what are you thinking about? And they're having this whole discussion about like, you know, is he gonna be vice president? Is he gonna try to like work his way up? And the narrator's like, We don't know what went on in that house. But it could have been like a very Shakespearean play or something like that, but we honestly don't know. And that would be over embellishing or saying something that isn't true so then they go through a two three minute long scene of them speaking completely like a shakespeare play about choosing if they want to do it and this was awful like this scene was terrible it was well acted but just like it's wasting it's wasting goddamn time time. you remember the bits in the big short where they're like hey let's get a pretty oh god you're such a lucky person (laughs) i wish i was in your please explain what was the part oh so every once in a while they had to explain very complicated uh um like economic yeah yeah. yeah, banking things and economic things and they they did that mortgages and stuff so they had to get like pretty people to explain it to you so there was like margot robbie and she's in a tub and she's explaining stuff to you and it was just like it it was really i'm 100 percent serious (laughs) there was margot robbie in a tub explaining mortgages to you so that you could because she's pretty that's exactly why yeah, so, you know, that's just great. <laughs> All right. Couldn't, like, you know, do cool editing or something, no, like, fancy cinematography. Bit, I mean, have you seen this movie try to do cool editing? <laughs> You're right. Um, so then he's talking to his lawyer, who's mentioning, this is brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, he had this idea back when he was working with Rumsfeld mm-hmm. about uh, executive power, mm-hmm. which is after Vietnam happened, that weakened the presidency mm-hmm. a lot, like the power. You know, obviously, it's checks and balances and everything. But uh, there's stuff to take as executive power, which I think is one of the con- one of the elements of the Constitution that says like the president, especially during war, can have basically any power they want because it's an emergency time. Right. You know, they don't need to agree with it. It's like a monarchy. You know, mm-hmm. that can all dictators do it too. The movie mentions, which is interesting. Um, and I don't know the politics of this movie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so. That- <laughs> So then uh, Cheney agrees to be vice president. There's a shot of like the fish biting the line. He's oh, like, oh, it's on the line. He's it? like, but I want to, but I know you're a man of intuition and you like to lead by feeling, you know, you don't want to do all that boring stuff such as foreign policy and energy. Mm-hmm. How about I do all of that stuff? And mm-hmm. he lists a bunch of stuff and then I'll run for you. He's like, that sounds perfect. I think that's, that's going to be a great opportunity for both of us. Mm-hmm. And then boom, he is... Announcing his running partner, George H- George W., is announcing Dick Cheney as his vice, vice president. president. Yeah. And that's the end of my half of the movie. Can you explain to me why why did he choose him? Well, it was kind of like he, he worked with his father, obviously. Okay, so, so that's why yeah, he just and, trusted him. Yeah, and he had a great repertoire with his father. Okay. So, he's, so his father recommended him. And he has way more experience. Than, um, George Bush is very green. 
W. Bush. Mm-hmm. He's very green. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of experience. So they needed someone to balance it out with a lot of experience who's been there for, you know, he's obviously interned in the White House. He's been in politics almost his whole life. So wait, you're saying Bush is green? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Anyway, um, it's a joke. Bushes are green. Uh, oh, God, so- <laughs> it was so easy. I just passed right over me. Oh, God. So um, this is actually kind of cool. I uh, you had told me like the exact time that the movie had started for you. So we met up like right at one. Yeah, it was weird. This is like usually I come out to the 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 movie outside of the theater. Yeah, and my phone was dead, so I couldn't like message you. Like I'm on my way out, but right. like we literally met in the lobby. It was crazy. That was really cool. Uh, so I come in. They keep showing. They keep cutting to his belly. Like they're like, oh look, he's fat. Oh. I know why they did that now. They keep showing his belly, mm-hmm. and then he starts getting a heart attack. Yeah. He's very casual about it. He's, I mean, he had a heart attack in my scene, too. Right. So he's like, his hands are kind of moving, and I'm like, what's that about? And he goes, uh, I need to get to a hospital. And yeah, that's what he said the first time. But he's very casual about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, George W. Bush wins. Did you know that was going to happen? I didn't see that coming. Uh, that's crazy. Um, so I wrote down, I love the music. It is equal parts patriotic and deeply malicious. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that, especially during this scene where you see Dick Cheney's just looking at the president's desk uh-huh. and it's all dark. And it, it was very, it was a very cool scene. Um, and, but it was ruined by, uh, it keeps cutting back to some kind of memory uh, long ago. I think it's probably when he was working at the white house uh, where he's a younger guy and uh, Amy Adams was younger too. And it's just like a nice, wonderful conversation with the two of them and i just don't know why they did it i think it's to show like oh man look how far i've come yeah yeah but they like keep well, he was cutting ex- back to it she was extremely proud when he got just the not just that he was hired by donald Rumsfeld. like she was extremely proud because at this point like he was a bum you know he mm. didn't do anything he had no ambitions he had no skills right and she said during that times like you know i have all these great ambitions you know i went to a great school and all this stuff but i'm a woman i can't do what you can do right so i will support you and I want you to be great through me. Like, she's living vicariously through him, basically. Okay. So, here's the question I'm asking. Because I keep cutting back to moments like this, where it's like, oh, man, simpler times. This is where they came from, and look how far they've gotten. Are we supposed to like Dick Cheney in this movie? Because it sure seems like, at this point, the movie wants us to. I think you're kind of supposed to empathize with him, and then kind of see how crazy he is. Mm-hmm. Because, like, here's here's an example. He during that scene where you obviously could tell he cares a lot about his daughter. And right. He wants to protect her and he went to a private life to kind of protect her. Mm-hmm. While he was doing those terms with George W. Bush, is he said, So I gotta bring up my daughter. And you know, and he's like, So I want her out of this as much as possible. And he's and George Bush is like, you know, I have to let you know we're gonna you obviously know we have to run against gay marriage. Like mm-hmm. like that's just how we do it. We're gonna have to do that and I think we'll keep her out of it as best as possible. We won't bring it up at all. You know, I'll take all of it. And um, he basically says, like, this is for all daughters like yours in the world, you know? It's kind of weird. It's just like they both kind of were like, yeah, we don't... These people don't deserve the bad stuff that's going to them, but because of just how we want to get votes, we want them... Because our voter base... Is wants, against gay marriage. Yeah. We should also come out exactly as being against gay because we want the power, and that's the only way to get the, the power. power, the power? Is to appeal to people, yeah, the power, the power, the power, of voodoo. Uh, yeah. So that's the power of hate. <laughs> uh, so then we see, boy, oh boy, I had flashbacks to the big short during this scene because it's like he's basically like, like gotten all the people he wants to work with, including Rumsfeld, and they're like. It's showing how much power he has in the White House and how yeah. little power George W. Bush has. Yeah. He's got friends all over the place. And the way it's shot and edited, it almost looks like a heist. 
Like he's <laughs> we're like, stealing the power from you. And I and honestly, I was like, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, they keep cutting back to like the White House and the government itself is like a board game and all there's all these pieces oh, and God. it's just like. It's a little much. It's I feel like that. Yeah, the metaphors, not even metaphors, just the explainer videos are just a little bit too on the nose. A little, yeah. It's way it like too doesn't on the trust nose. the audience at all. I mean, to be fair, this is an American audience we're playing mm, to, that's fair, and I, I think the movie itself is trying. I, I I think the movie itself is talking down to the audience. I agree. Yeah, I think it thinks, and I mean, sometimes rightfully so, but I think it thinks that. I mean, I didn't know any of that stuff beforehand, but right, I, I did. But there's know- cleverer ways of getting this shit across. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's it's it, it's very appealing to the the bottom right wrong like it's just very easy and that's why it's up for best picture there you go uh so we get a shot of jesse plemons he's running and i'm like who is this guy <laughs> why is he in this movie why is he telling the story about dick cheney uh and so then um it, it shows that dick also not only does he have friends everywhere he has offices everywhere in all over what the is place. he doing them uh, well they have computers now you know so why he sense. has them it's so that he can keep tabs on everything. Yeah. You know, and it's also, it's mentioned that like emails go directly to him before going to the president. Like it's clear he has control over everything. Yes. So I will say another point of why he's so power hungry is something I didn't mention. Donald Rumsfeld had like a little moment with him while he was first an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, Nixon is talking with, oh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a secretary of defense privately. Mm-hmm. He's not doing it where anyone else can hear because he's deciding he wants to bomb Cambodia. And like, mm-hmm. That's how much power is in this little crappy house is like he can just decide because he's a president. I want to bomb, you know, change everyone's lives for better or worse that mm-hmm. quickly. This is how much power is in this house. And I think that also sets up kind of where he comes from. I, yeah, I think so. I think he learns a lot from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it also mentions not only does he learn that he also learns just to make it's weird because yeah they, they play this thing of like he makes friends with people but he's not friendly with them like he goes to this uh it shows that uh, he sort of oversees the change of the media like he has really close ties with people in the media mm-hmm. who have money and television stuff they do talk a lot about how he did bring the rise of fox news by helping deregulate or like do you do the thing where it's like you have to show both sides it's like right oh, you can just do opinion news now right and then it also shows that he's changed like it's not global warming it's climate change and there's a death tax out there and you're gonna get taxed when you die and all this stuff and yeah, it's, yeah. the movie's like oh this is all really bad that he did this and then Man, I thought climate change, the different, like the the new term climate change came directly from scientists because That's what like, I thought too. Right. Because they're like, because the movie's like, it's climate change. It's not global warming. Global warming is scary. Climate change, it sounds a little easier. But I was like, I thought that was scientists. I thought that was more accurate. Yeah. Cause that's because that's what like, it is. Because it doesn't affect always getting warmer. And then also that way when people say, well, it's not just warmer. It's like, it's that it's changing drastically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this movie goes into that stuff. And then it also brings up the fact that they find a shit ton of, um, um, like oil in Iraq. Oh yeah, and they're like, okay, the Koch brothers are in on all this. Yeah, they do mention the Koch brothers a little earlier. How they're like, oh, we want to get more. We're tired of being taxed all the time, so we're gonna write checks and think right. tanks and stuff like that. Trickle down <sighs> economics. Right, right. And it's like, man, I hate the Koch brothers as much as the next normal thinking person. But Jesus Christ, could you do a little more work in this? I know. Uh, it's just very obvious, right? And I, then they have. The- I know there are people who are obviously not reading the news all the time like we are. I guess but I feel like those people just wouldn't go see this movie. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me too, but I'm watching this movie. I'm like, God damn, like, this is so obviously fake. Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to like, I mean, maybe that's What, what do you mean? What part is fake? Not that it's fake, but that like, clearly this isn't the way it worked. This isn't the way that it happened. Mm. And it's just so obviously not this way. Like, I don't know, man. Like, could you, could you be a little bit more? I don't know. It's just... 
it really bothered me because it's like you could really do something here. You could really show the way that things work. Like you yeah. can show how manipulation of the masses via the media happens and mm-hmm. how the people with the power that's not the story the story is not called manipulate media it's called vice boy does this movie try to get into it though yeah, because you, they have a map of iraq and then dick cheney sees it and he sees all these oil fields and he, there's all these like logos of all the gas companies and oil companies and he's like oh, there's only some way we could get to that oil and then 9-11 happens oh yeah and everyone's in the white house and Dick Cheney's oh, is there. That's how he sees the opportunity. He's like, there we go. There's the opportunity. So he gives presidential order to shoot down any threatening planes. Yep. And he talks to his lawyer. They're like, we well, don't know what happened in there, but it sure is weird that he was talking to his lawyer when 9-11 happened. And I'm just like, what are you implying? <laughs> just say it. Nope. Just say what you want to say. They can't do that because it's like. Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, then he, they also say that like uh, Dick Cheney made the executive decision, not the president, to send uh, to not send helicopters for emergency evac of yeah. like all that stuff. Um, the president was in the air, I believe, at that time. President was in the air. He was also he was also reading that book to the kids. Yeah. Like all this shit was happening. He yeah. Uh, not that he wasn't aware that there were threats no. of uh, a thing happening earlier or anything. Uh, not that I'm saying that any of this was or- orchestrated. I'm not a truther or any of that shit. <laughs> but like anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike, you want to get into that? I'm not a truther. Okay, not, I'm not a 9 11 truther, but like there were reports. There of, were reports that were ignored, yes. Beforehand, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, so then the movie goes to great lengths to say Iraq has oil fields. What? And yeah, we need to get our, we need to get our uh, army into Iraq. How to do we do it? spread freedom. That's right. And to get the whale out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then. How well, could we dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> so then we're introduced to Colin Powell. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you one more time. Who Bait do you think? Bait and Powell. Huh? Bait and Powell. Bait and Powell. Yeah. Bait and switch. Um, one more who chance. Who could he be? He's a, com- he's, com- he's a funnier... He's not a comedian. He's a funny actor. He's a funnier actor. Funnier actor. Yeah, he's been in a couple projects. Quite a few of them, actually. Name one movie he's in. I feel like if I did, that'd be giving it away. <sighs> I'll give I'll give you one movie. He okay. was in Gone Girl. Did you ever see Gone Girl? I never saw Gone Girl. Uh, okay, I don't think you've seen any of his other movies. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Tyler Perry plays Colin Powell. Oh, yeah. You would have easily given that away. I was like, Medea. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Not only does he do a great Colin Powell, he's the best actor in the movie next to oh, okay. Christian say, Bale. Bale. Okay. I, I loved him. I like the Adams a lot. But... As Colin Powell. I thought he did an amazing job because he... He, he, he brings up, like, they keep saying, like, Colin, you're the one that everyone trusts. The American people trust you more than anybody else. You need to go out on television and say that Iraq has we're at war with iraq and he's like i have said on multiple occasions that i don't stand behind this on television people know that i'm against the invasion of iraq and then eventually the president tells him like you have to i want to go to war with iraq you have to do this and you can see him you can see him just like wrestling with it and it's like i feel like every other actor would have just played it for laughs or whatever but like he plays it so goddamn straight like I was genuinely impressed with his performance. I mean, he plays Medea like once a year, so he knows how to transform into a <laughs> also, role. Also, he does a great job behind prosthetics because yeah, there's exactly. one thing he does is Medea. Um, right. So it's introduced. So the whole thing about like the Patriot Act happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick Cheney was behind that. The whole Guantanamo Bay 
Dick Cheney was behind that. Mm-hmm. There's this really embarrassing scene with Alfred Molina where Dick Cheney, Rumsfeld, and all these other people are at like a, a, a restaurant, and Alfred Molina comes out as like a waiter, and he goes, "Would you like some uh um um uh, wa- uh waterboarding, or would you perhaps like Guantanamo Bay, or how about all this other stuff?" And he just it's it's the scene like earlier. Oh, God, it's. It's like obviously it's never happened, but it's just it's obviously just, it didn't happen, and it's not funny, yeah. and it's not clever. So like, what is this fucking yeah, scene? That, it's so bad. So then it shows that he's trying to sell the war on terror. He's trying to make it so that everyday people can understand why are we evading Iraq? Why are we wasting taxpayer dollars to go into a war? Why aren't we just bombing uh, Osama bin Laden when we know he's behind 9/11? And so it shows the manipulation of the American people um, by uh, the forces of of Dick Cheney. And that Iraq needs to be a scapegoat. And I, I wrote down the movie. It's just like one long montage. You know, it's, it just feels like a long montage. Um, and so then um, they they make a link between this one terrorist guy who eventually will create ISIS. Okay. Um, and so that happens. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's fucking history, man. Like, just goddamn look it up. Uh, I want to. I want a movie to show me what happened. There's one scene I liked. I want Christian Bale to get real fat and tell me what happened. <laughs> there's one scene I liked where, like, George Bush is, like, he's he's having a conversation with the American people. Not a conversation. He's, like, he's, he's, he's talking to the American people. And he's, like, tapping his foot under the table. And the camera, like, zooms into his foot. And then it shows us bombing, like, a family. And we see the yeah. father tapping his foot. There was that at Cambodia, too, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know what this is saying. Like, is it just saying, like, because the movie really downplays the position of George Bush behind these decisions. And I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like, and, he's, he, got all Scott, he didn't do anything wrong. It's all Dick he Cheney's didn't, He fault. was being manipulated by Dick Cheney. I mean, to an extent, yeah, but at some point, you, you did you the thing. He's not yeah. a goddamn child. Yeah. I don't know, man. So then we see, and it's just a fucking montage. Dick Cheney shoots a guy in the face. Remember when that happened? That was in his butt. Was in it in his face? face. Is it in the face? In uh, the face. Yeah. Isn't that Fox And they're like, oh, and Dick Cheney, he never apologized for it, but you know who did? And then they show the scene of him apologizing, and then they show that ISIS started, and they link it to 9-11, and then uh, shows Dick Cheney telling Rumsfeld to step down, and Rumsfeld's upset about it, and then Obama becomes president, and then the best scene in the movie happens. The Are credits? you ready? The real credits. No. No, oh, okay. That's the second best scene. Oh, okay. The first best scene is... So Dick Cheney is dying. He's gotten his third heart attack. He's on the operating table. or He's, he's on like a hospital table and his family is surrounding him and um, his there. It's acting like Dick Cheney's going to die here. And they're like, we don't, you know, how much longer to live. There's no donor for you. We can't help you. And so then they cut to Jesse Plemons and he's running around and he goes, yep. Dick Cheney thought he was going to die there. He thought that, you know, and he was, he accepted it. He told his family that he was ready to die and he wasn't scared of it. And then, you know what happened? And then, Jesse Plemons gets hit by a car and he dies and he becomes the heart transplant for Dick Cheney. That's why Jesse Plemons is oh, kind of weird. related to Dick okay. Cheney. And the one thing I didn't bring up is that we keep oh, cutting back to Jesse Plemons that. while he's narrating. And it shows that he went to war. It shows that he was part of the economic downturn. Yes, he was a blue car worker. Right. And it shows that the guy, the, the people that Dick Cheney wound up fucking over wound up being the per- people that ended up saving him. Yeah. So that's, I think, what this part of the movie is showing. Mm. And also, and I was like, I like this part too because it keeps showing that, like, look, Dick Cheney is heartless. He literally has no heart right now because they're transplanting it. And while this is happening, they're intercutting it with Dick, Dick Cheney's daughter running for the Wy- Wyoming Senate. And his daughter, the not the gay one, the other one, Liz, mm-hmm. um, uh, 
the other the other opponent, who's also a, a conservative Republican, says Liz believes in gay marriage because her sister's gay. And Liz comes home and she tells her father, like, I want to, re- I really want to win Senate, but I have to. I have to come out against gay marriage if I want to win. Mm-hmm. And so Dick Cheney's sitting there and he's like, all right, you got to do what you got to do. And so then she goes on television and she says, I do not support my sister. I don't support gay marriage. Good Lord. And then we see the sister and she's crying and she's on the phone with Amy Adams and Amy Adams is just like, you're hysterical. I can't talk to you right now. And all this is happening as Dick Cheney's heart is getting removed. And I'm like, this is interesting. Like, this is at least an interesting montage. Yeah. Where like, you're this felt planned. This felt this, like not improvised. Right. And then we get shots of. Alex Jones and wildfires in California and make America great again. Look at all these things that happened because of Dick. They do have a line of Ronald Reagan's speech where he does say, let's try to make America great again. He did say that though. I know he did, but but it's just like, it's clear what they're doing with it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And all this, and it's just like, Oh my fucking God enough. I, I was I thought I was here to watch a movie about Dick fucking Cheney, not a goddamn uh, uh, a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, I know. Uh, and so then Did I walk into a Michael Moore documentary by accident. Jesus fucking Christ! So then we finally get a scene of Dick Cheney having an interview, and then he looks at the audience and he says he has this big soliloquy where he says like you're you're the ones that did this you're the one that chose me i don't I, i'm not i don't apologize i made the country safer and you should thank me for helping you the fact that you're safe and sound it's it's all because of me and you chose me and i was your servant and then uh only wyoming chose you but okay <laughs> well, well i guess yeah we did choose you for you manipulated us to yeah. choose you we didn't freely choose you we yeah. didn't even choose you at all. We chose the president and you were connected to him. Yeah. What are you fucking talking about? What is this movie saying? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, this is kind of clever. Like, not really, but it's a little clever because what it's trying to say is, is like, this is how a Dick Cheney would legitimize it to yes. himself. Just like the end of American Psycho. The other Psycho. thing is, is like, he doesn't have to provide anything. Like, uh, right. the president has to go through all these checks and all these, you know, documents and things like that to go through but vice president nah just go in scot-free right exactly but He's... you're also like right next to the president all the time always yeah the his president ear. is obviously in the air or not able to communicate you're right next in line exactly uh he yeah he's too busy uh making up words and fucking up uh phrase easy to learn phrases <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh too much party man that's right so then the movie ends and the credits roll. It's shots of lures that look like stuff like bombs and Bibles and cameras. Oh, man, and it's, cool. It's, all, it's actually kind of a clever ending. And it's all set to uh, that song, I Want to Be in America, from West Side Story, oh, yeah. but it's in Spanish. And then halfway through the credits, it cuts. And then we're back to one of the scenes where they're talking to like a focus group of people to like learn how to manipulate the grander scale of Americans. And this one guy says, this movie has a liberal bias. And then this uh, clearly uh, liberal guy says, um, actually, this movie is complete fact. And uh, what is what what is it? Is it liberal because it's based on fact? Wait, this is a market test group for this movie? No, it's a market test group that happened in this movie. It's it's all this is all orchestrated and, and scripted okay and so then they fight because he says you're orange cheetos the one that's ruining the country and then they have a fight and then we have a shot of a woman and she says i can't wait for the next fast and furious movie so then i'm like oh this movie isn't trying to demonize dick cheney it's demonizing us americans why yeah. is it doing that we had no choice wake up sheeple and it's just like, what is this about? Like, what is this doing? Like, I, yeah, I feel like it's it's preaching to the wrong audience too, because the only people who are going to see this are 
you know liberals <laughs> right <laughs> or, or conservatives go, to get angry at yeah exactly like yeah. it's i feel like it's 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 not good enough to do either that it's a little bit it's too heavy-handed in most of its stuff very much so and, and, it's and they dumb. do and they do say like you know most people don't want to know about this or that they just want to know about the, this fun thing that happened they do mention that earlier in right. the movie uh, and it's like that. sure like people will definitely like shut out especially back then they would shut out a lot of like american politics because they wanted to like live in a happy world or whatever but it's like, what are you saying now? Are you still saying that we have this issue? Because if anything, especially younger people have become way more politically charged, you know? Wow. What is this? What, 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 what? And then the movie ended, and I'm just sort of sitting in the theater taking my notes. And then I hear this woman yelling. This really happened in the theater. Oh, really? She was with a bunch of her friends, and she goes, People said that George W. Bush was junior, and George H. W. Bush was senior. He wasn't a junior. They had different names. People are paid to know these things. People are paid to know the difference between a junior and a senior. And she was really screaming this at her friends. What? In the audience. No one was in it except for me. Because it's annoying to say HW and W. Like no one, people just say junior. People do say that. They do. But sometimes they'll say junior. And the joke is. People also say Barack Hussein Obama. (laughs) People are crazy. And also that's the joke. The joke is that the reason that like the joke, it's not, it's not, people don't call George W. Bush Jr. to be accurate. They call him Junior to make fun of him. That he's now as good as Because his... it's a because it was a dynasty decision. Yep. Like mm-hmm. that was the joke of calling him that Junior. That's true. You weirdo and you're getting hung up on the weirdest issues. Yeah, I know, right? That's <laughs> such a weird thing to scream about. It was bizarre. I was like I wanted to get closer but I was literally the only other person in the theater. I know. Mo- everyone yeah, that mo- that theater was pretty empty. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It was no Green Book or Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> that's true. So that's the thing is I don't feel like anyone saw this movie. I don't I don't know. This movie was just Was it worse than the other movies we saw? I think it might have been. It was it was harder for me to watch than the other ones. I guess because I hadn't seen the big short, so I guess I was kind of like new to the style yeah. and was kind of intrigued by it. Yeah. And I thought the beginning was interesting because I just straight up did not know any of that stuff in the beginning. So I was at least interested in it and I thought the performances were fantastic. Um, but man, that directing and the writing, it, the writing was okay, but mm. the, the, the directing was just straight bad. Like, yeah. just please. It, it gave me just, a headache. It's awful. It was, it was almost unwatchable to me. Like I wanted to close my eyes and I just wanted, <laughs> I just want to be like, I want the movie to be done. Yeah. I'm done with it's unfortunate. Movie. It's unfortunate because like, like this is an interesting story to tell. It is. Given to like the right direct, give it to a fucking Paul Thomas I, Anderson. If it just had some more editing and they cut stuff out of it. Yeah. Like, just, that would have helped. Yeah. Um. Just remove all that dumb, like those dumb scenes with like Shakespeare and like. Yeah. Because it's not funny. It's not funny. It doesn't. It's not it's, clever. It's just. It just feels like it feels like satire of the time that like a stand-up comedian would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally. it's very easy, very simple. And it's like, oh well, this joke isn't going to last forever. It's yeah. just fun to see her at once. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It. It. I had a lot of mixed feelings with me, but I did not really. I. I I liked it more than I thought I would because I just had zero expectations and I right. thought it was also going to be like, it was gonna be a, 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 a 80s movie, like drug drug crime movie or something like that. Yeah. And it was a lot more interesting than that. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, this was so directing was so bad. Like I, most of the time directors can get away with just doing the bare minimum and it's fine. If you have great writing, if you're great acting, you can, yeah. you can pass by it. Sometimes they just get a little too. The problem is he didn't do the bare minimum. He went. He tried to go above and beyond. He can't handle it. And it's like, calm 
the fuck down. Calm down, buddy. <laughs> just set a scene. Just set a scene. Like just just a scene with some. And also trust talking. the audience like a little bit more. Yeah. Like it's just it's just too heavy handed. Yeah. Uh, should we take a look and see if we can find anything interesting about this movie? It's up to you, buddy. All right, let's do a little bit. we're back Whoa! Whoa! sure was quick wasn't it all right so i'm gonna list off a couple goofs because they're always fun my favorite <laughs> part that i didn't realize was the part when they're like he raised golden retrievers prize golden retrievers there were two labrador retrievers i noticed that and i'm like sure are a lot of golden retrievers around here <laughs> is that your biggest uh, uh i thought that was really funny to me. <laughs> the other part that was funny is like these people of course are very crazy in imdb mm-hmm. and they said uh uh, um, that uh, when Cheney fires Rumsfeld over the phone, the office chair which Rumsfeld is sitting in is a modern mesh black design, which is not available in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, guys, chill out. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple ones here, too. Uh-huh. Um, so apparently there was a lot of cut scenes, mm-hmm. like a lot, like to the point where it seems like this was found in editing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was a musical sequence. I read that part, too. Yeah. Right. And then also they had an entire character uh, played by uh, the great Bill Pullman. I think he played a Rockefeller. Cut him out of the movie completely. Wow. And it's just like, God damn, imagine being Bill Pullman showing up like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm Bill Pullman. I, uh, <laughs> That's how I, I wake uh, up every morning and go, I'm Ethan Hawks. <laughs> and then it's like, like oh, I, I can't wait for this movie to come out. And it's like, oh, I'm not in it. I played a character. Do uh, you know where this movie sits on Round Tomatoes? Huh. Guess. 66%. Holy fucking shit. Hit it right at the goddamn bullseye. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had no clue. I swear I did not look that up beforehand. This is one of the lowest rated best picture nominations. Really? Yeah. The general consensus says Vice takes scattershot aim at its targets. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but it hits some satisfying bullseyes. Uh, emphasis on some. Some. And Christian Bale's transformation is a sight to behold. I think I can agree with all yeah. of those points. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Um, Apparently, Bale achieved his physique by eating a lot of pies, which I think is a good way to get fat. 50 pounds. <laughs> 45 pounds, excuse me. He shaved his head, bleached his eyebrows, and exercised to thicken his neck. That's interesting. Which I think is right, because I was looking at his neck when he was that fat, and it's I'm like, round. that's the one thing you really can't like fake. Yeah, that's true. The way that the folds move. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell's biggest physical concern was George H.W.'s forward lip method of speaking interesting required, i will say he did he re- a good job like recreating well he it. required prosthetics for this oh that's interesting interesting yeah like w- he looked a lot like george w i will say like he doesn't deserve an oscar nom no. he was good but like it I, was just a really good impression good if impression. anything and like he barely did anything like i feel like the biggest problem with the movie is like especially in, in my half the movie takes the, the characters of the movie take a back seat and it just becomes like remember when this happened yeah exactly it's like man you gotta like People were behind these decisions. Like, give some meaning behind why these people made these decisions, you know? Like, let's be in the room with them a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, did you know that Christian Bale was going to play George W. Bush in W? No, that's interesting. Yep. I liked, I didn't like that movie, but I, I liked the main actor in that movie. Josh Brolin? Yeah. I think he's very underrated as an actor. He's I really he good. He's very good in... Um... What's Men in Black 3? No. <laughs> the movie we watched with their half. I can't think of it right now. The one with the pie. Put the pie on the... Put a roof on this house. Oh, a Labor Day. No, yeah, Labor Day. No, you piece of shit. You thought I was lying. I thought you were gonna. Say, I thought you still about L.A. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why. yeah, Labor Day. Um, so this movie, uh-huh. I don't know, this was nominated. I don't know if you know all the nominations it got. I'm best very picture, nervous. obviously, because we're on here. Right. Best director, Wrong. your favorite. Mm. Best actor, 
Mm-hmm. Best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Best supporting actor, Sam Rockwell. Best supporting actress, Amy Adams. Best film editing. Best oh. makeup. Wow. Well, well. Yep. It's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> eight times. <laughs> it's an eight time Oscar. I feel like this is one of those ones where, just like Dick Cheney, you know a lot of people in the Academy and you can pull those awards. Yeah. You yeah. just know them. It's just like, hey, man, this movie's demonizing the Bush administration. Let's 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 give it all the awards. Sounds good to me. Yeah, works with my liberal agenda. Like, yeah, I don't want to say like, oh, fucking liberal Hollywood giving all the awards, but it's just like, eh, like this movie did not deserve eight goddamn nominations. No. Amy Adams, love her. She needs to get an Oscar win for sure. Like, the fact. Also, it's very safe about demonization too. Like, I feel I, to me, I felt like it. It's like, oh, it does all these bad things. It's like, oh, in the end, he loves his his daughter. Still, he's not that bad. He's not as bad as his his daughter who run against her or whatever. Well, he is as bad as his daughter because he was okay with his daughter going against his own daughter. Right. But it's like, hey, you know what else? He did some really shitty things before that, too. Like he, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't fucking care about this goddamn movie. I hope it. I hope it's it's like a crash. I feel like this and like Green Book need to be like crash where it's just like. Give Green Book a little more credit. No, that movie was fucking awful. No, this movie was, I think, the worst we've seen so far. But like, I think I think Green Book was worse than Bohemian Rhapsody. I I disagree. I hated Green Book. Uh, Now that we're like, now that we've seen three, we can start ranking them. Yeah, like they're all very low. Yeah, they're all low. But it would for me, it would go like Bohemian Rhapsody at the top, and then Green Book, and then (sighs) this because this was nearly unwatchable to me. I disagree with the Green Book selection, but I will agree this is at the bottom. Yeah, it's fucking awful, guys. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Highly do, I highly do not recommend watching this movie. Like, read a history book. Just watch what happened back in the day, because now we have some, like, time. Like, just don't watch this fucking movie, man. I feel bad, because Christian Bale obviously put all of it into it. And I, think, I feel really I, I, bad. I feel like he deserves... I, if he deserves win, I, I give it. Hasn't he won an award before? Sure, you can win multiple awards, Mike. You can't just give them out to He's, everyone. But I know, but like, I don't know. I Name someone else who deserved it more. This year? This year. Oh, Ethan Hawke. He wasn't nominated, so too bad. <laughs> Your question was not who was nominated and deserves an award. No, but I, now, you know, I'll change it. List, list me the people who are up. All right, let's do that real quick. This, this podcast is going long, but that's fine. Uh, of course, it does not show me when I click it on Google. <laughs> uh, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling I, down, scrolling down. I feel down. like there's probably some people in there we haven't seen yet, though. So I'm not sure if we can make like, Bradley Cooper for William oh, yeah. Defoe, Rami Malek, Willem Defoe, w- Willem Defoe. Oh, okay. He played Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. Uh, Rami Malek and Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> Wait. Are you? I'm not kidding. Vigo Mortensen got an Oscar nom over Marshall. Oscar's too white, dog. If they're doing it again. They don't care at this point. <laughs> I mean, maybe Balak is, is a person of color, so there's that. But I guess he's probably the only one who might might win over Christian Bale. But that, I don't know. I don't think any of those people deserve best actor to be completely honest i think christian bale really uh, you didn't see him when he was young like he, did, he did a fantastic job when he, was young. he wasn't relying on prosthetics or anything fine. i don't know man fuck this movie fuck it all, all right, burn it to fair. the ground fair. i never want to see another goddamn anime K movie in my goddamn life oh. fuck it all hate to tell you this buddy but if we keep doing oscar one <laughs> oh my god oh my and of god. course he's gonna keep getting those oscars that's true he's just gonna keep he's, he's just gonna keep just racking them in keep yeah he's gonna be the most you know and that's the thing i i okay you know what I want to say? We got to ramp this up. Yes. I No, it's not going to be a rant. 
No, it's fine. I, I don't. Say no, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be an old man. What if this is the way the movie's going? You know, what if this is a new technique in filmmaking? Like, do we need that shot? Let's use that shot. Is it out of focus? It does. Is it not important? Does it not fit? Doesn't matter. Like, what? People are going to be watching Adam McKay's movies and going, he's doing a great job. Some people, some people out there are, and that, that will be the future film. And we are going to be old men going, man, back in my day, we didn't have all these off, awful cuts and out of focus shots and like crazy random uh, uh, shots of shit that doesn't matter. But maybe that's the future of movie making. So I can't, I want to say Adam McKay is a bad director, but you know what? It's really hard for me to say that when he's been up for best director twice at the Oscars. So maybe this is just the future of movie making. And I, instead of saying Adam McKay is a bad director, I have to say he's not my cup of tea. Here's your thing though, Mike. Ah. Sorry to bother you. It has a lot of weird shots that don't make any sense in the, in the part when you see it. Yeah. 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 But it all works. It does. It's a cohesive, it's a cohesive narrative piece. despite having weird stuff that is very surreal. Yeah. That's and true. Isn't real. That's a good point. So, Maybe, maybe it that, is. Maybe it is it, Mike. But yeah. you know what? Maybe it'll be okay in the hands of a better director. <laughs> Think, man, Ethan. I'll say this enough. That was a really good idea. <laughs> You're welcome. That was a really great. Take point. us out of here. All right, guys. If you like this episode, if you like to hear me yelling, uh, listen to our previous episodes. You can find them all on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And while you're there, please leave a five star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says, even if it is like some kind of weird apologetic uh, look at uh, how Adam McKay is a great director and how uh, Step Brothers is amazing because we get that a lot. Uh, yeah, and do. if you want to get a hold of us in any other way, you can email us at email the other or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and twitter and uh yeah uh, we'd love to hear your feedback uh we are running out of oscar movies thank god so uh yeah leave us some recommendations for movies we should watch we will take them into consideration christian bale's also not won an oscar yet so he hasn't he's been nominated but he's are not, you fucking serious does not look like he's won a single oscar oh no he's gonna pull a he's gonna pull a uh what is it what the fuck oh he won name? a best supporting actor excuse me okay but he hasn't won best actor no what do you win best supporting the for? fighter was in that oh i remember that he remember did lost that. a lot of weight for that he did uh yeah <laughs> he always loses weight mike that's nothing new <laughs> Yeah. He also yelled at a, at a light person, too. Someone doing the lights. <laughs> you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy, man. I'm fucking come with you bullshit. <laughs> well, you're a nice guy, but we're done professionally. We're done professionally. McJay, what do you want to say to this prick? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's podcast over. Good night, everybody. <laughs>